My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 112. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing a movie near and dear to my heart. One of my all-time favorite films across any genre. We're going to be discussing a little bit different to what we normally would discuss, but we're going to talk about Coraline, the stop-motion animated film by Laika Studios. Yes, and this is a very special episode because it's your birthday! It's my birthday! I am <laughs> 28 today. so Happy birthday! Creeping up <laughs> on 30, which, you know, like, you think you care about, and then, well, I don't know about you, you've already, like, Every hit that number. <laughs> but, like, I feel like when you're getting it's like when i turned 25 i was like oh god and now that right. i'm like 28 i'm like i don't give a fuck like i don't care yeah. anymore <laughs> Whatever. No, that's kind of how it felt to me too yeah so yeah 28 today and yeah so we do if you're newish here on our birthdays we pick any movie we want typically like so far we're choosing things in, around the horror genre but who knows like mm-hmm. eventually it may just transcend into any fucking movie we want <laughs> but right now we're choosing things relative to the horror genre i picked hereditary last year you chose cabin in the woods last year mm-hmm. yours is going to remain a mystery but you only <laughs> have to wait till december for Kristen's birthday and i really wanted to do Coraline and this movie, like I said, it's super special to me because I watch this movie constantly. It's my happy movie when I'm in a really good mood and I just want to pick me or I just want to watch like something that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Watch this movie or if I'm really sad and having a really bad day and super down, I will watch this movie as a pick me up. So it's literally just kind of a an all encompassing film for me. I watched this movie back in high school. It came out in 2009 so I was a junior in high school and I didn't see it oh no did did I see it in theaters don't remember if I saw it in theaters I don't think I saw it in theaters but I can't I think I'm pretty sure I saw it pretty soon after it came out on like DVD with a friend and it was so captivating now I recently saw a Mandela effect and it was like, Coraline's not a Tim Burton film. We all thought it was Tim Burton, right? It's not. And I was like, nobody mm-hmm. ever fucking thought it was Tim Burton. Or like, if you paid attention, it's never right. a Tim Burton film. It was a book originally. I have also read the book. Both are very good. A few differences, but overall both are very good. Highly recommend both. But I just saw it and it was creepy which I liked but it was still wholesome enough to be a kids movie now this is one of those that's recommended to like I see in horror groups a lot like I want to start my kid off on horror what should I start them off on and people typically say Coraline because it is like a wholesome movie with a good message but also you still have the other mother the bell dam and she's Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. well and you have dead ghost children like she's stealing their souls yeah there's a lot of dark in this it is incredibly dark and it's got a whole nother world about you know you didn't have you wanted too much in your life and so you got this whole dream world but it ended up being all about death and stealing somebody's mm-hmm. soul and life and it's it's grass isn't always greener on the other side exactly exactly so 
And when I watched it, I was watching it with a friend for the first time. I was like, I need this. So I went and bought it and then just fell asleep to it literally every night, I think, for years on end. Like in high school and then even into college, I would just put it on to fall asleep. So, mm. yeah, that's I love that. I have movies like that myself. Oh, my gosh. This. So I and even still like I when I had a roommate that lived in my house with me. I would be like curled up on the couch watching this and she'd be like, oh God, what's wrong? Why are you watching Coraline? And that's true. Like if I had a really bad day and I wanted to feel better, I'd watch it. And so it just, it just means so much to me. Neil Gaiman is the author here. And like I said, I did read the book, the film, it was made for 60 million and, and it box office 124.6 million. So, oh my God. Yeah. And there's a ton of actual behind the scenes. You can watch them making it. Stop motion is always really interesting to watch because it takes so much time. Right. That was most of my trivia is about the things that they had to do for the stop motion part of it. Dude, like I haven't really read a ton about it, but I have seen some clips of them like every single movement they have to make and shoot and make and shoot and move and shoot and it's like god i don't mm -hmm. I not have the patience for that yeah there was i didn't write this one down but there was some weird amount of like in a 16 second section Coraline made like 64 different facial expressions can you imagine how long that took well she's so expressive and mm -hmm. because she's like constantly dis like disgusted and mm -hmm. <laughs> repulsed and she's definitely very much she's an 11 year old in this and she I, I'm, I'm not gonna say neglected by her parents and like the way that they don't feed her but they definitely are they have moved and they're trying to get their life settled again and they're working a lot and she's alone a lot so she has to entertain herself a lot so she is very expressive because they have to focus on one character pretty often so to keep kids entertained and everything you know you really have to make your character expressive and with stop motion you have to every like you said every single mm -hmm. blink movement exactly. of the mouth, wrinkle of the nose has to be physically manipulated and shot with a like photography basically mm -hmm. so it's and same thing like with a nightmare before christmas that was stop motion as well and just i cannot imagine the patience mm -hmm. right because with drawing you can just you know and i'm not saying it doesn't take a lot of patience as well but you can at least keep the flow going you can't do that with stop motion everything is up <laughs> right stop and, go and stop and go and stop and go for every single tiny movement so the plot here is if you haven't seen it you should you just go it's not i don't think it's on any streaming service anymore it used to be on netflix but netflix took it off i have the blu-ray and the dvd pretty much every medium that it's on i own it <laughs> right so i don't need it on a streaming service but i think it's like in the five dollar bins at walmart now so go go get it but <laughs> so it's about her name i have honestly also considered like if i ever had a girl like i would definitely name her Coraline because that's also just a cool fucking name you fucking should. That I love that. I like the name Caroline, but then like whose name is Coraline? Right, exactly. And they, Nobody's. They even make that a point in the movie because she meets this guy, this kid named YB, who's not in the books. That is the biggest difference in the movie versus the books is YB's not in the book. Okay. I think that in the movie they needed some form of interaction with another mm -hmm. character, otherwise it was gonna be too 
that's basically what they were saying in my trivia is that they needed him for all of the internal dialogue when she was talking to herself. Yeah, I mean, and they do have her talk to herself a little bit in it, and it's fine. But I think if you were going through the entire film mm-hmm. with her just talking to herself, it unfortunately would have been a little bit too much. And YB at least gives it that. The book, though, since you can just read all the internal dialogue, is totally fine without it. But Yeah. When we get to the end, because he does end up saving her, I would like, if you can remember what happens in the book, would you mind telling us at the end? I will try to dig back. I read it <laughs> as I, like, I watched the movie, and then I was like, I gotta go read this fucking book. So I read it <laughs> from my high school library. So that was how long ago. I read the book, so it may take me like rereading the synopsis to kind of pull it back. But she is incredibly, if you do read the book, she's definitely, since there is no YB, I do like the fact that she is a lone heroine, like for herself. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily dislike the fact that YB does help save her because she fucking doesn't like him and it brings it back (sighs) for him because he has a good character redemption arc Mm -hmm. story in this too but yeah she's definitely like a lone lone wolf in the book and Mm. and doesn't need you know don't need no stinking man exactly Exactly. (laughs) also the book is even darker oh really yeah it's a little bit scarier she has to like blind her father in the book like it it's just like the dangers are a little bit different Mm-hmm. Her parents are a little bit more hands-off in the film. They are not quite as neglectful in the book from what I remember. Okay. So, you know, there's there's a few little, and there's little mm-hmm. character differences, but. Right. And I also don't think, I'm trying to remember. I'll try to remember as we go through, maybe it'll. Yeah. Uh, the other mother is also scarier in the book. Okay. Yeah, and and she's also scary in the movie. Yeah, she is. She's terrifying in the movie, <laughs> but in the in the book, she is to the way you can describe things in books versus put them on display in movies. I think sometimes it can go one way in a movie and you can make it scarier, but sometimes the way the author authors can describe things with words are just Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. definitely made her scarier. I feel like in right. The, in the book well i mean neil gaiman is an incredible author he Mm -hmm. has a plethora of books under his belt Mm -hmm. including american gods i don't know if anybody watched that series on i don't even remember where it was netflix amazon that was really good that was neil gaiman as well i the only thing i've ever read from him is Coraline, but i know that people definitely tout him as being an incredible author so i've been meaning to read things by him I just haven't gotten around to it so I I need to because Coraline was wonderful I just had to read Mm -hmm. Coraline because the film drew me in so much right so we kind of talked about already but in the in the movie she has moved and her parents are just trying to set up their new life they're workaholics they're not really paying much attention to her they're gardening they're gardeners and they write this gardening magazine so her dad's working on these articles not paying attention to her even though she's trying to get his attention over and over 
and the songs in this are amazing. I know them all by heart. Like I, <laughs> when I was watching this for this episode, I was like, my twitchy witchy girl. I think you are so nice. Like I just was walking around the house singing <laughs> it for like the next day. And she's left alone a lot. So she is using her imagination. I lo- also like seeing the like child like imagination. Mm-hmm. I love that. But she we first get introduced to YB because she's walking around the grounds by herself and she's basically using this like stick as like a dowsing rod she got from a bush and she meets this she's looking for this well and she meets YB and a little black cat that follows him around and she finds the well and she finds YB and YB tells her that one she has she's going to get poison oak which is important later <laughs> And two, that she or he is surprised that his grandmother, who owns the apartments, which are called the Pink Palace, and it's split into three levels, the attic where Coraline lives and the basement. And they have, you know, three residents in each. And he's surprised that his grandmother rented to someone with kids because she usually doesn't do that. And later she does have a rash on her so she does get poison oak and she also meets the neighbors so we have mr bobinski in the attic who trains circus mice and then we have actresses in the basement who did burlesque when they were young now they're just very old and blind (laughs) one of them is blind and they're my favorite Mm -hmm. and yb later brings Coraline a doll that looks just like her and has buttons for eyes. It's kind of like a little rag doll that mm-hmm. he just said he found in his grandmother's trunk. Like that. But it's like super creepy because it's dressed exactly like her. Uh, yeah. And she even makes a comment on that. Like mm-hmm. it's dressed just like her. It looks just like her. Blue hair. Mm-hmm. That makes a comment. Like it's that's fucking weird. And then she finds, she's exploring the apartment, you know, her dad tells her, go count all the doors and windows, and she does, and she finds a small little door in the living room that is bricked up and covered in wallpaper, and it can only be unlocked by this key that has a little button shape at the end of it. So, button eyes, button-shaped key. She's only 11, she can't put things together yet like that. (laughs) but if it would have been me knowing what i know about just things you wouldn't fuck with the door when i fuckings with that door (laughs) absolutely not that stays and her mom made a point she's like they probably just bricked it up when they divided the house which is also a fair Mm -hmm. point but no Mm -mm. (laughs) and then that night a mouse guides Coraline through the door and there is it turns into this portal of like blues and purples and she goes to the other mother so she's transported basically into this alternative reality of her reality where she meets the other mother and the other mother basically gives her everything that she wants she's a more cheerful like happier version of her mother she gives her everything that she's wanted from her mother she cooks for her she lets her you know, go outside in the rain, which her parents didn't want her to do, but they have buttons for eyes. She So she has another mother and other father and they're more attentive and they're, what do you want? What can we do for you? And she has just has this like buffet of all these colorful foods and it's just everything, mm-hmm. a little kid, like literally a little kid's dream, right? Mm-hmm. And she puts this special mud on her rash and then she goes to sleep and awakens in her real reality 
and the poison oak is gone. So that's how she mm-hmm. knows wherever she went, she actually went to, and it wasn't just a dream. Which that would freak me out more. <laughs> I know, yeah. But you know, if you're a kid and you feel very alone and neglected, you know, all you want to do is probably, unfortunately, get back to wherever you want to go or wherever that was. Right. So that's super unfortunate because, <clears throat> yeah, that's. And that's exactly what the other mother does. She finds these kids that just want more from life that are unhappy with something and she traps them. You can mm-hmm. feed on them, you know, and she, it's like a long con, you know, Gets right them out there over days and days and days gives them all these things that they want and they think it's amazing and they start trusting her and liking her more than their real parents in their real lives, which is fun for a little while (laughs) for her. Yeah. That's really sad for them. Yeah. And for their parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she keeps going back and she's entertained by these neighbors. So she goes up to Bobinski and he puts on this whole mouse circus for her and she meets the other YB and he can't talk because the other mother knows that she's kind of mean to YB. Yeah. She's really mean to him. Yeah. He talks too much. Like she doesn't like hanging out with him very much. So. I mean, you can be alone again. That's the other option. Exactly. Like you can be completely lonely and neglected or you can hang out with YB. Like pick your poison here. Exactly. And he's probably lonely, too. He lives with his grandmother. Exactly. So, and she won't ever rent to kids. So this is probably the first kid other than school that he's seen in a while that really Mm -hmm. lives around him. So he's probably lonely, too. Poor YB. Exactly. The other mother knows that she doesn't really like talking to him. So she created him mute. So he can't talk. And she's like, oh, man, this is awesome because I can just hang out with him and he doesn't say anything and she even mentions like oh this is much better and it's like oh yeah. that's sad she's super mean like she calls him instead of yb she calls him why were you born yeah why so fucked up don't say that to people because his name is Yborn. yb short for why born yeah why were you born <laughs> it's like oh mm. kids are mean though like kids are just yeah. yeah which is another thing about her character that i actually preferred more in the book than in the movie because you don't really see that attitude from her mm-hmm. in the book because she's just she's alone so right, you, exactly. you don't get that you know She's much more, like, tricky and wise, too. Not that she's not in the movie. She is. But since she's alone, she has to be more reliant on herself in the Mm. the book. Makes sense. Do they have the cat in the book? Or is that purely the cartoon? Uh, I don't remember the cat being in the book. Yeah, I kind of figured. Because he kind of talks a little bit in this. Not all the time. But he has his own personality. Maybe wouldn't be in the book. No, he is in the book. He is in the book. Oh, he okay. actually is more. He's funnier in the book. Oh, okay. He isn't. I had to. I just had to look that up. I was like, I don't remember if he's in the book or not because there's a lot more dialogue between 
neighbors and stuff and I couldn't remember who mm-hmm. was, but yeah he is in the book and so that's kind of more I guess where she gets her any help she gets is less from mm-hmm. Ivy and more from from the cat he has a, makes yeah. sense so she gets the mouse circus and in the movie YB's with her and just kind of chilling and you can tell that he's like concerned for her though this Mm -hmm. in this world which is interesting because everyone else is a created entity by the other mother and just there and doesn't have a personality and so it's interesting Mm -hmm. that YB does because literally he is still a creation of the other mother but why Mm -hmm. does he have some sort of soul you know because nobody else does and even at the when he she's like come with me come with me and escaping he takes his glove off and he blows away like like Mm -hmm. Sam everyone else does so it's interesting as to why he has some sort of care for her since he is just a creation of the other mother that's just interesting I don't and, and there's no explanation as to why you can just assume maybe they're friends over on the other side and so they friends mm-hmm. over here too i don't know but so she also goes one night to the burlesque sisters spink enforceable this is also kind of inappropriate for kids <laughs> super inappropriate like, i think if i was a kid i probably wouldn't notice it's something that you notice as an adult and you're like oh my god this is so inappropriate for my children but thinking back to me as a kid i probably really wouldn't have paid that much attention to it i agree Coraline keeps commenting on it and i'm like i don't know if i would have even cared i've been like oh it's a show with pirates and mermaids and stuff Ooh. yeah but they <laughs> were burlesque performers and so they're putting on this show and they're young again well, first they start out. Not they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Got the big old boobies yeah. with the freaking pasties on. Yeah, they're mermaids. God damn. And they're putting on like a siren show basically for pirates. And they're mermaids, you know, sirens. And and they have these little tails and then these little bikini tops on. And they are these old big women, which, you know, no shade, <laughs> but... Yeah, burlesque show for an 11-year-old. <laughs> and, <laughs> and all their dogs. And all their dogs. Yeah, they have all of these, I think they're terriers of Scotty, Scotty dogs. Yeah, Scotties. And they <laughs> just rip out of their old lady skins. And then they're young again, and they're doing all these aerial trapeze things. And they grab her, and they're throwing her around. So it's, you know, a blasty blast for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's not. But <laughs> Right. But it's still fun, you know, they do this elaborate cabaret show and they're doing all these acrobatics with Coraline. And then on her third visit, Coraline encounters the black cat from the real world who is able to actually speak in this other world. And he kind of talks to her about that this isn't everything that it seems. And she's like, no, the other mother is great. And he's like, yeah, that's not super accurate, but okay. And right. that on this visit, the other mother invites Coraline to stay in the other world forever. And she's pretty much got her because Coraline's like, oh, I wish I could stay, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, well, about that, you can, on the condition that I can sew buttons into your eyes. You can even have them in pink or sharp truce or whatever color you want. And the needle's so sharp, you won't even feel it. And it's like, that's not. 
that that would that would not convince me of shit like absolutely. <laughs> which is why he gets the other father gets hit when he mentions that yeah she's like shut up yep and she's like uh can i sleep on it <laughs> so she goes to sleep thinking that when she wakes up she will be back in her reality but she's not she's still yeah. with the other mother and then she gets mad and and that's scary too because you think that that's just your escape you know when you go to sleep everything's going to go back to normal and you'll be safe again because now things have crossed over from fun to creepy this is not just the escape you go to when you go to sleep this is now crossed into okay she's trying to keep me here forever and on these certain conditions you know so she basically starts to get upset and angry with the other mother and this is when everything turns she demands to return home and the other mother then transforms from a mother into the bell dam and Mm -hmm. that's when she gets thrown into this mirror and on the other side of this mirror this is when we meet the ghost children we know from a previous scene that YB had mentioned that his grandmother's sister went missing. And that's why she doesn't like to rent to people with kids. And we find her sister as a child with these ghost children. And this is definitely where, like, as a kid, you're not going to really notice, like, the deepness of this film. But mm-hmm. here these kids are talking about how... She lured us in. She gave us everything we didn't have. And so we let her sew the buttons into our eyes. And then she ate our lives. And we they've just been trapped there because their souls can't move on because she's hidden their eyes. And so they can't move on without their eyes. And so they're... Yeah, that's really fucking dark. Yeah, ex- that's exactly. And that's <laughs> one of the reasons I love this film. Like, yes, it's a kid's mm-hmm. film. Yes, your kids can watch it and not really need all of that context to enjoy it. But also, as an adult, you can still also enjoy it mm-hmm. because it does have a lot of depth to it if you really want it for that, you know? Right, exactly. So... <laughs> so they ask her please find our eyes so we can move on and she's like okay i will i will find it and she's so she has to find their eyes so she yb breaks her out of the mirror and she's basically trying to she sees that the other mother has turned his like sewn his mouth into a smile smile yeah he was frowning that she was trying to get Coraline because he likes her and she undoes it for him and he's trying to rush her back to help her escape and she's like I can't go back because I have to get these ghost children's eyes you know but she does go back and she realizes that she her parents are gone so Mm -hmm. she's like well i'm i might as well go get their eyes and everything because my parents are gone she has them like and she must have been there for a while 
Right? She comes back home and there's like food rotted and shit. Yeah. Her parents must have been missing for a while. She must have been Mm -hmm. in the other world for a while. Because like, yeah, it's like they've been missing for a a good, good, at least a week, it looks like, Mm -hmm. of the way that the food is rotting and there's flies everywhere. She can't find her parents because the building kidnapped them. She has to go back and she has to challenge the other mother to a game because she knows that the other mother, but the Beldam loves games and she needs to find their eyes. And she basically says, if I can find their eyes and my parents, wherever you've hidden them, then I get to leave. But if not, you can sew the buttons into my eyes. So now we have this game. But she has this little stone that she can look through that will help her find things. And so the Beldam agrees, but the Beldam's a goddamn cheater. (laughs) Right. It's her world. She can do whatever she wants. Exactly. She doesn't want you to fucking leave. Yeah. Because she'll starve if she doesn't eat. She needs literally lives and souls to eat. So right she's of course gonna cheat i'd cheat if it was that or death to be honest right exactly yeah it's dirty but like it's literally life or death so she uses the stones to find the children's eyes now there's one in each of these things that she's done so in the beginning one of the things that she did with her dad was they love to garden and her dad made a garden out of basically all of these different colored plants and vegetables to make Coraline's face. And she goes back to find those. And her dad has this like praying, it's like a gardening tractor that looks like a praying mantis. She goes to find one of the eyes there. And that thing is terrifying. It turns into this horrible machine of destruction and death mm-hmm. and kill her. And then her dad's voice turn he turns into a pumpkin basically of death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can hear him saying, so sorry, mother's making me. Like, these people do not want to harm her. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. But, and he even lifts up the, one of the ghost eyes as he's going down and becoming part of the world and immersing again. And he says, here, take it. So the world, to some extent, is also trying to help her because they're all trapped there by the Bell Dam, too. They right. don't want to be there. So she gets that ghost eye and then the rest are with, so one of them is with Spink and Forcible. They're in their hands, basically. They're in this little ball and she has to, there's a little jump scare too. She has to pry their Mm -hmm. hands apart to get it and they come to life and they don't want her to take it. And she gets that one. And then the last one is up with the mouse circus. And she almost loses that one, but the cat comes in and helps her out because he doesn't like the mice. <laughs> so doesn't like rats. Yeah, because they're not mice. When he bites they them, are they not. turn into the nasty rats. So she goes back with all the ghost children's eyes, but she still hasn't found her parents. And you see in the beginning that they collect snow globes, and Coraline kind of tricks the Beldam into kind of showing her inadvertently that she has this snow globe on the mantle. So she kind of figures out that's where her parents are. So now she basically fights the Beldam, which this is where the Beldam really gets kind of terrifying in this scene where I could see if you have like super sensitive children 
it would mm-hmm. scare the shit out of them because mm-hmm. she's a this spider looking thing made out of needles and has the button eyes of course and she turns the room into this web as she's fighting Coraline off and she but Coraline blinds her because she throws the cat at her and the cat claws out the buttons which at least the cat reacted quickly and knew what to do right and didn't just like jump off and run away yeah because that could have ended very poorly mm-hmm. yep so you gotta communicate plans with people yeah Coraline <laughs> she, she probably didn't know she was gonna throw the cat <laughs> so she throws the cat we claw out the buttons and she is blinded but she makes a web and spiders use the web to feel vibrations of where their prey is so Coraline's got to climb up this web and then the bell dam starts scurrying towards her again which is super scary imagery Mm-hmm. And I have Definitely. never seen how they've done that. And so I would love to see how they created the web scene and everything in stop motion. Because I bet that's fucking cool. Right. I know a lot of it was obviously they didn't actually make like a web out of clay. and Like a lot of it is computerized. But it's still a stop motion film. So, Right. I mean a lot of it's not though. Just an example. The fall leaves that she was playing in. I learned that they painted popcorn like they cut little bits of popcorn and painted it like pink and orange and yellow and dropped it and it looks like leaves so who knows they could have done something cool with the web that is really neat i would love to see that like like i said i've seen quite a few but that has one thing that i haven't seen as far as scenes go mm-hmm. is the the spider web so now i'm gonna go on youtube after we do this and look <laughs> for it but she gets away somehow she just and the bell dam you can hear the desperation in her voice when Coraline is getting away don't she's like don't leave me don't leave me so Coraline grabs the snow globe gets into the tunnel and the bell dam is banging on the door and as she's banging on the door the tunnel's getting shorter and shorter and shorter but Coraline slams the door Cut, severing the bell dam's right hand in the process and it cuts it off and so we have this hand right that is mm-hmm. knocked off so that's <laughs> important but Coraline's parents reappear in the real reality and they have no idea what happened to them they're just covered in snow and she's like but it's snow there's snow all over you and they're like yeah it's fucking snowing dumbass (laughs) (laughs) and that night the ghost children appear in Coraline's dreams to thank her for freeing them but they warn her that the bell dam will never stop looking for the key so Coraline decides to drop the hand down an old well near her home but before she does the bell dam's hand attacks her and yb who has realized Coraline was telling the truth like about you know because she's tried to mention it before about how the doll's creepy and all that shit they throw everything down into the well and seal it shut after they struggle with it they smash the hand with a stone and then Coraline and her parents they've finally finished the catalog they host a garden party for the neighbors and yb even brings his grandmother over and Coraline prepares to tell her what happened to her sister. So that's mm-hmm. the ending. Now in the film, or excuse me, in the book, the ending's a little bit different from what I can tell or what I can remember. Coraline knew that the, you know, the hand thing mm-hmm. didn't know necessarily that it wasn't over. The children kind of told her. In the book, I remember her planning for that. 
like that this was going to okay. be over. So she already knew that the hand was coming for her. So she actually set up a trap for it, I think. Oh, okay. Set up like a tea party on top of the well for it. So she oh. actually sent it down to the well. Even after days after her big escape, she had already set up a trap for it. So got it. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. She, she's a badass. Yeah, she's definitely a stronger character in the book than in the movie. But that being said, in the movie, she is still a very strong-willed, you know, mm-hmm. on the bell dam. She's incredibly brave. Like, imagine being an 11-year-old girl facing down the right. arachnid needled monster and challenging it to a game and facing off with it in a web. Like, that is some pretty intense shit. You know what I mean? Like right exactly a lot of kids will just crumble and especially and also just being wise enough in the face of this is everything i've ever wanted and you know all the other kids said okay like yeah you can sew buttons into my eyes i'd rather stay here and unfortunately i'm sure a lot of those kids they don't say it were going through abuse of some sort or whatever and the bell dam took advantage of that situation and that's what it's also getting at so Mm -hmm. there's also some pretty deep elements there too Coraline wasn't getting abused, but she was really lonely and she wasn't having any sort of human connection with anyone else. And the, the other mother gave her that. So, but those other kids, we don't know their stories right. and how bad it was, but it was bad enough that they were like, sure, take my eyes out and then put in some buttons to replace them. Right. Or- Which is a little confusing for YB's grandma's sister. You didn't care about your sister? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is just speculation, but sometimes one kid gets trigger warning, molested, and one kid doesn't, you know? Like, I don't know. Again, this is a kid movie, and they're never going to get into that, but... Or even, like, where one of them maybe isn't as adored as the other. Feels like they'll Mm -hmm. never be quite as accepted, or just, you know, whatever the case may be. Like, it's just... You know, it's just sad either way, but there was something in these kids' lives that they were like, no matter what I do in my reality, this is always going to be better. So I would rather stay in whatever reality this is than, you know, go back. Right. You know, and that's another one of those things where it's like, yeah, this is a kid movie, but like, if you really think about it and start digging into it, it's like, you know, that's, that's some deep shit. And that's. I really recommend also the book is actually pretty short so it's an easy read you could knock it out in like a day or two if you really had motivation to do so because it also is marketed as I wouldn't say like a children's book maybe a children's book but definitely like a pre-young adult so okay definitely recommend it all right so 24 different Coraline puppets were used each one took 10 people three to four months to make the, this was the longest stop motion film until 2016 when the same company did Kubo and the Two Strings and they beat it out. Which is also a really good movie. Is it? Yes. Kubo and the... Any, okay, so I have... Leica Studios has a good... They don't have a shit ton of movies that they've done, but everything I've seen from them, it's kind of like... You know, like, everyone's like, Tim Burton and blah, 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 but Laika has a ton. Kubo and the Two Strings is good. Paranorman is also Laika Studios, which I 
I've already mentioned that several times. They did Box Trolls, Coraline, Kubo, and those are what they've done so far. A Missing Link, I don't know what that one is, but... And they also really focus on kind of some deeper themes for kids. Mm -hmm. So I really, really respect their studio a lot. And they just do stop motion, too, so... Mm -hmm. This one was so interesting that I actually took a screenshot so that I I could read it to you guys directly. It's about Mr. Babinski. So Mr. Babinski is wearing the Russian Hero Medal for service at the Chernobyl nuclear disaster on April 26, 1986, which reads on the front, Participant in the Cleanup Campaign. The 4A3C indicates the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. This medal is unique as it is the only medal in the world awarded for participation in a nuclear cleanup. That might explain his skin complexion and the odd behavior. Ooh. See? See? Another one of them deep things that they mm-hmm. just throw in there that's going to wreck you. Like, you know. Exactly. I kind of liked that, especially his skin thing, because he is different skin toned compared to everybody else who is normal skin toned in the movie. Yeah. A crew member was hired to knit all the clothes using a knitting needle that was almost as thin as human hair. Uh, yeah, I, I bet. That's mm-hmm. it. See, all those details. Mm-hmm. Coraline calls her friends her best trolls. Trolls is actually a common nickname for someone who lives in the lower peninsula of Michigan. Oh, that's cool. You kind of just assume because she's, like, quirky. Right, exactly. Who knows? That's their nickname for themselves. The Bell Dam is actually an archaic word meaning malicious and ugly woman, especially old, usually a witch. I've never done much Beldam lore because the one time I looked, it really just came up with witch. But that makes sense if it's mm-hmm. just an old word yeah. for witch. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I really, like, highly recommend this film. Not even just for kids. Like, I think most people at this point have seen this movie because it is so popular but it's got a 73 percent audience score and a 90 percent critic score damn so it is yeah it's just a very highly regarded film it's not even long it's like an hour and a half it's like normal movie length Mm -hmm. because also it's got to keep kids attention Mm -hmm. when it came out it also came out in 3d so it was like a pretty you know I'd imagine it'd be pretty trippy. That's why I don't think I saw it in theaters because I think I would have remembered. I think what happened was one of my friends saw it in theaters and the one that I watched it with, she was like, you got to see this fucking movie, dude. It was like insane. (laughs) So yeah, it's been, like I said, I think I've seen this movie probably more than I have seen, maybe except for the ones I saw when I was like a kid and I made my mom put on over and over. (laughs) But I think I've seen this movie more than I've seen any movie in the past 10 years. Like just over and over and over and over but especially when it was on streaming service because i didn't have to like put it like go grab my blu-ray and put it in i would just put it on netflix and like fall asleep mm-hmm. you know? so so i assume it is a five out of five for you oh 100 <laughs> percent. no questions asked five out of five all day every day it's very difficult for me to find a flaw in the movie i could find little flaws with like things i liked from the book versus the movie but that's like a nitpicky thing because they're just storytelling differences Mm -hmm. they're just things they had to add in to make it a film adaptation right with like her character that's not a film critique really right it's obviously not you know my birthday movie it's not the best of the best for me but it's still an amazing movie great movie to start kids on that's probably what i will do For me, probably a four out of five, not quite 
the perfection, but it's also not my movie. So, you know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I definitely, you know, I'm super excited that mm-hmm. I, we got to review it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not doing shit. Good. I'm not working. You shouldn't. So there's that, but... <laughs> Like, I know it's a Sunday, but, like, I'm not working for, like, a couple days, so. (laughs) Taking some time off. Yeah, yeah, which is needed. So, not working for a couple days, which will be nice. And, you know, Halloween was yesterday, and and that was nice that it was on a weekend. And Mm -hmm. so, just going to relax for a few days, and, yeah, that's about it, though. So, thank you guys for hanging out with me on my birthday. (laughs) Now you can go hang out with us on our social media. You should do that. You should go. You should go tap the follow button and the like button everything is the extra sisters podcast and twitter is at the extra sisters so go give it a follow for my birthday and if you'd really like to give me a birthday present you can head over to <laughs> patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast and thank you so much to our patrons we really appreciate you and we were with you for spooky week and amanda's birthday which was right after and interestingly enough we are with you again tomorrow for back to our regular schedule for a grieving couple travels to venice Till then, stay creepy.